So we are back. Real Snobs is back after a little break, a little but a long break. I am your host, Cicely Joy. Kalina Michelle is still on break for a while, so I'm going to be having some awesome guests um, to chat with in the next couple of episodes. And in this episode, I have the awesomest guest of all because she is a OG snob. I actually should call you OG snob. But I don't know if that actually counts as like OG. I was in like a half an episode, right? No, you were like in um about 10, like our whole first season of episode. We have a logo with you in it. So no, you are OG snob. You help found it real snobs. You help decide on the name. So yes, OG I, I got to be honest, I remember doing one, maybe two of those. That's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> because they were the best episodes, and I wish I could I wish I wish could find them. They were on our old server, and they, they just kind of disappeared. So, yeah. Um, but for our listeners, new and old, you probably won't know her by name because we never said her name. But tonight, she is going to go by Diana What's-Her-Face. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Diana. <laughs> but you may recognize the sultry voice. Oh, how I've missed that voice. How are you? I just saw you, Cicely. Um, like a month ago. But Can still. I call you Cicely? I don't know what you do on here. Yes. Oh, I, sweet. Yeah, I introduced myself as Cicely Joy. But yes. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well... I hope you're going to remember this show, but if not, I will send you the recording so you have it (laughs) to remember. But anywho, um, so yeah, tonight we are just going to talk about uh, what the hell we've been watching um, over the past year, six months or so, because I think the last time we recorded... We were probably talking a whole lot of about, I think it was around Christmas time, and then we were talking a lot about um, Lovecraft, so... It's been a minute and, you know, the the whole movie industry um, was pretty much on halt all of last year up until a couple months ago. And it's just now like really ramping up. So I've been I've been watching a lot of shit. I've Have been going you? to the movies. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, that, Catching that, up. That one time we went is the one time I've been to the movies in the past like two years. Yeah, oh, Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, that was one of my, no, it wasn't my first time, but it was probably my second time. And uh, we're going to talk about that experience a little later with our friend, um, Dawn, that's going to be joining us. But for now, um, what you been watching? Well, recently, like uh, since last weekend, I found out that all of red dwarf is on amazon prime so i've been watching that nightly for really the past week yeah i don't know if you remember red dwarf but i was obsessed with it in you high were the one that got me into watching that in high school i remember your obsession with yeah. it <laughs> oh man I, it's still great you know the first season or two is you know problematic but <laughs> It's still super, super fun science fiction, hilarious uh, comedy. You don't really get a lot of science fiction sitcoms nowadays, do you? No, we had um, the last one I feel that kind of felt like Red Dwarf, but not really because it, it was it definitely wasn't the same feel. But the, 
the most like comedic kind of space one was um Orville. And that was probably what, two, three years ago? It's been off for like two years. Has it? I feel like it's still on. Well, it's still supposed to come on. I think what happened is they delayed it and then the Fox either canceled it and I think Yahoo picked it up or someone else picked it up, but they just haven't released them yet. I think they're supposed to either start recording the next season or at least release the next season near the end of this year. The last time I looked it up because I've been waiting. Okay. I I did watch Orville. Is it Orville or the Orville? I can't even remember. See Orville, right? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I just... Ah, I I never got back into it. I think after like the first season, but it it is funny. Yeah, I just you know it it kind of had a weird, uh, heartfelt dramedy kind of because it was trying to be, you know, like the comedic version of Star Trek, but it started getting like really really good with the storyline, and to me, it kind of less focus on the comedic. Um, element and more on the actual storyline. I think that's probably more in the second season. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, you know, I liked it. But Red Dwarf, I'm going to have to probably now as an adult, maybe I can go back to it and appreciate it with a different sense of um, comedy than I did in high school. Because I remember trying to sit down and watching it. And I was like, huh? Huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I don't no. remember too much about it. it it's still um, hilarious. So like the basic premise is uh, these guys, they work for a mining company um, out in space. Um, one of the guys gets put into stasis because he brings a cat on board and he refuses to tell the captain where it is. And then his roommate, who is also his uh, superior, but, you know, they don't have decent really like important jobs on the ship they like maintain the the snack machines basically um so he causes an accident which kills everybody else on board so the guy is in stasis <laughs> for like two million years and then he wakes up once all the radiation's cleared and it's just him and his boss slash roommate and um a dude named cat that evolved from the cat that he brought on board and the computer and then various other characters um in and out uh as the series progresses but it's it's hilarious and it's way better sci-fi than it has any right to be (laughs) and it has a ton of seasons i'm looking it's like what 12 seasons or something it's been on it started airing um on the bbc in 88 i think and Mm -hmm. it got um picked back up by another network called dave in england and it's been on you know off and on since like 2009 but i think they released a a movie last year also Mm. which i haven't seen like i swear i haven't watched red dwarf in like 20 years i had no idea about the movie or anything so i'm you know just re-watching the episodes that i've seen a million times and i still remember all of this stuff which is the craziest uh, thing to me which just goes to show how much i watched this show as a teenager um but i think i'm on like season six now yeah. okay it's only like six episodes a season and they're only half an hour. So it's a really quick. Oh, binge. that's okay. Yeah. I have no excuse then. Cause I'm thinking like, Oh, that's a whole lot of seasons to catch up on. But no, that's, that's no, actually, 
it's it's, I the it's like fast. them short and sweet they sure do and it's you know it's a half an hour sitcom and it's uh it's so much fun okay well cool 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 yeah. um so let's see one thing that i've watched that um i gotta get my little list out because it's been so much but I, I guess i'll talk about um on tv what appeared on Netflix probably, I don't know, maybe about two months ago or a month ago, um, was Fear Street. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you see that? No. Okay. And it's not that I didn't want to because I was about to. And then I saw uh, like a gift set that somebody had posted somewhere. And that shit looks super, super violent. Like so really bloody. But did you did you ever watch? Okay, so for people that don't know, like Fear Street on Netflix was a trilogy, three movies that were all like part one, part two, part three, and they're all based off of the author R.L. Stein's Fear Street series from like the '90s. So if you're a '90s kid, you probably grew up with Goosebumps. But before Goosebumps, he actually wrote Fear Street, um, a, a, a series of kind of young adult horror or thriller. Did you um, read those? Yes, I loved them. So I didn't there was read Fear of Street. Really? No, I, I, I was the... reading that before probably Goosebumps. And Goosebumps was cute, but it was just more weird and you know, as for younger uh younger kids than Fear I Street. I never read but... Goosebumps either. Like I I read R.L. Stein and Christopher Pike, but I never like read the, the Fear Street series. I never read Goosebumps because I think we were like older when Goosebumps started. Yeah, out, I, right? I was in middle school. I was probably like yeah. in seventh or eighth grade. So I kind of, I felt like it was too young for me. But um, I, my sister, I remember she read Christopher Pike and I, I think I tried to start, but I liked Arl Stein's style better, but he was very formulaic. Um, however, he did have um, some trilogies within the Fear Street that, this this particular movie or trilogy of movies kind of mimic they weren't there they were it was an original story for netflix but the way that he did the trilogies it kind of started off present day um or i think it was like i don't know like 2014 and then the next movie jumped back to the 70s i believe or maybe the um 80s and then the next one, I think it was the 70s, yeah, the late 70s. Um, and then the next one jumped all the way to the 1600s because they were all connected. Um, with a, It was all about this curse and um, this curse that, was, that would possess a person and create, the, um, create basically serial killers. And these kids that kind of got involved um, with this and understanding what the curse is kind of took the task to try to stop the curse but every movie you know gave you more information of the origin until the last movie which was the actual origin movie and it was really 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 well done and really? I and I was trying to really compartment compartmentalize like my nostalgia because part of it was just my nostalgia was like screaming in glory <laughs> because it was it brought me back to like my teenage years and in, in reading his books, but it was just, so I kind of went into it with low expectations, knowing that, Oh, this is probably just going to be good for nostalgia, but as, as actual movies, they're probably going to be man, 
but I was really impressed. Every movie got better. And yeah, they were violent. Like, surprisingly, some some parts were like, oh, ew. (laughs) That's what kind of threw me off, because I don't know why, but for some reason, I remembered Fear Street being like a series for younger kids. And I feel like that's why I, I felt like that's why I didn't read them. So when I saw those images from the movies, I was like, what in the hell is going on here? Cause I mean, like, you know, R.L. Stein wrote violent little books, but I was not expecting that. I thought that they were like movies for kids and teens. Um, Fear Street itself, it was more for teens. I think you like 13 and over, but um the books themselves, I mean, reading the books, they, it, there were violent things happened in the book, but the, it wasn't as descriptive. But now, you know, you're on the big screen. You have the opportunity to, to actually show some of the things, and they didn't really hold back. Um, and I actually was mistaken. So the first one was uh, called 1994. And, and what I also liked about it was how they really set things in that era and really made it feel like the 90s, the early 90s. The next one was 1978. And then the uh, last one was 1666. And of course, it was all filmed in Georgia. And so you could tell, like, um, I think most of the movie, uh, a a good portion of the three movies took place in a mall. And of course, that was North of Cat Mall. (laughs) 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 I I mean, I was like, oh, I was just there. I remember that um, food court. And, you know, so... If you're from Atlanta, um, you know, you're probably used to now seeing a lot of nice landmarks in the shows and movies we're watching. So this one just added to that. And I loved it. I just, it's good. I will say, go back if you want to go back and watch it. It's not so violent that it's not any more, it's a lot less violent than something like Saw or any of these like really gruesome thrillers. But torture porny. Yeah, it wasn't torture porn, but there was like one or two ills that I could say one that really stood out that I'm like I wish they didn't show that <laughs> huh. well you know like I, I I can do violence I just I, I'm not great with gore yeah it wasn't gory per se but yeah it, it was just violent but overall the actual story how they told it and the what I liked about um R.L. Stein is like even though he could be formulaic certain things felt predictable but he always managed to kind of throw in some whether it's a twist or just some other element to kind of throw you off so you still even if you kind of felt something coming the way that he delivered it felt satisfying i loved Arl Stein. do you remember no that wasn't Arl Stein. there's christopher pike do you remember that time um like in ninth grade that i talked to him on aol instant messenger <laughs> Oh my God. I think I remember you telling me that. That is oh. one of the, the best things that's ever happened to me as a 14 year old. Okay. So um, what else you've been watching? You got something else? Um, I've got lots of things. Actually, no, I, I prepared nothing, but <laughs> I did um, watch uh, Wind River over the weekend. That, What's that? Explain. Ugh. it's a movie that was recommended to me by a friend and we're no longer on speaker term speaking terms because it was terrible um <laughs> i mean like it, it wasn't terrible it was just like okay so 
it was Hawkeye and the Scarlet Witch, who are like the 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 most boring Avengers in this movie about um, native women going missing and dying. And it's like, why are they the stars of this movie? Mm, Number yeah. one, that was the first thing that was <clears throat> like, mm, I don't know about this. <laughs> and, you know, why not let's just like throw in a really graphic and an unnecessary sexual assault scene. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, there, there was a lot about it that I didn't care for. Um, I don't know what, I can't remember what the guy's name is. That, it's uh, Hawkeye, uh, what's his face? Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. He was, he was decent. Um, at first, like it, 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 it just took a minute for me to get my bearings because he's like supposed to be this um, hunter slash tracker um, hunting down predators on this uh, on a, a reservation. I don't know. He he works for the the game and wildlife, you know, government. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Um, I'm really explaining this great, but <laughs> he, um, I, I didn't know whether or not his character was supposed to be Native American, and it was like, he really shouldn't be playing this character. What's happening? Um, he was odd, but not, you know, terrible. Um, his ex-wife in the film uh, was a Native American lady and his daughter had also been killed. Mm. Um, so it was, it was a big downer and very confusing. So um, I'm, I'm looking it up and I definitely see what you're saying of all the cast that they're showing. I will say 98% of the cast is Native hey, American, yeah. but on the yeah. poster is just Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. So it was like, yeah, Oh, they're the cool. stars. That's kind of problematic. The film is about them. It, it's super problematic in um, multiple ways. And um, it wasn't great. It was <laughs> not great. And I don't know why, for some reason, like I have a really short attention span for streaming movies now. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's really hard for me to want to sit and watch a movie on television. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, because maybe in the space of, I don't know, because I, I mean, it's not like it's really uh, a new experience, but, you know, going to the movies, going out for that intention is a whole different thing. Uh-huh. And we're, we're in an instant culture now. Like I realize when I'm watching something, I'm usually also doing like a puzzle on my phone or something else. Like I'm, I'm doing two or three different things at the exactly. same time. And I can, rarely just watch. You and... can do that while you're watching a television show, but like if you're watching a movie, you have to like be invested because this thing is only going to last for an hour and a half, two hours. So yeah. you need to, to pay attention and that's not happening. And I, I realize, like I've, I now stray away from things that need subtitles more because I'm probably looking down on my phone while I'm watching something and if I need to fully pay attention because I'm reading the movie then I usually am like Ugh. Uh, <laughs> you know like that's too much it's a lot it's yeah. a lot and I don't know maybe it's age also since we're it- elderly now it could be, it could be, but I think it's part of just this, 
the generation that we're in right now and where we are with everything just being easily accessible and you know like people have conversations and it's becoming less and less taboo for someone to be looking at their phone or doing something else while having a conversation in person with someone it's like it's kind of just normalized so that's probably what's happening maybe maybe so let's see um Oh, here's one I would like to talk about that I I was pleasantly surprised at. Um, Yes, tell me about it. I was pleasantly surprised because no matter what people say and what he does, I still will check out the latest M. Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, yes, this we know. Yes. Oh, we don't we don't want to talk about the the major mistake that he made that, you know, we all went to the theater for and left cringing so no you're still giving him money so that's that's a problem that is a problem that was unfortunate (laughs) now you make me feel so bad but but see i'm like i was such a big fan of him and not necessarily that his movies are great i really like his way of storytelling and his way like certain he has a very distinctive look like there's certain shots that are m night type shots that I always look for in his movies. And I've, I like that. And so, yes, he had, he's had some really, really disappointing <laughs> ones and some really like, what? Um, but I've been like waiting because I'm like, some of the other projects that he's done, um, like he did, uh, what's that series? I will think of it while I talk. Um, but he did a series that came on Fox. It was like two seasons, um, like a summer series. I know what and, you're talking about. Yeah, and that was actually really good. And um, he did, like, when he was kind of in producer um, roles, that was, you know, I, I realized that he kind of does well with that as well. So, um, um, what is that show? I know it was um, Matt. Yes wayward pines yeah thank you um so anyway his latest movie that came out was called old (laughs) and i was really i was really wanting to see this because i thought one the premise you know it's it's definitely m night a premise is basically there are a bunch of people that found this private beach that they find themselves starting to age rapidly and they don't know why that's pretty much the premise so I go and see this. I go to Midtown Arts Theater. Wow, you paid to watch that. Yeah, because, no, I tried not to. <laughs> but um, I've realized that um, since the movie industry has come back, they're really doing good with, um, you know, blocking a lot of um, bootlegs <laughs> from showing. So I could not find a free version of this. So I was like, you know what? You know, let me go and catch this little cheap matinee. I'm going to check it out. But I was pleasantly surprised. It was probably one of his better movies since, I don't know, when's the last good M. Night movie that you could think of other Girl, than Six I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I was in my early 20s. Well, he's he's had some decent ones since The Sixth Sense, but um, I think Split I like, but I think this one was actually better than Split. So, um Anyway, it was good. It was, of course, it was a twist of trying to understand, like, how this is happening um, was the the majority, the big mystery. But he also was really, like, 
careful with how he laid out this situation. You know, it's like, okay, well, what are the rules to this? And and the characters that he had and how, you know, if you put them under this kind of pressure cooker situation, how will they react? I'm not going to spoil it for people that want to see it. I think you should actually see it because it, it may really surprise you. But it was a good, solid movie. Like, the, it wasn't one of those endings like The Happening where you're just like, oh, that's it? <laughs> um, it just, it was good. And... I enjoyed it. That's all I'm going to say about that. I um, <laughs> I read the synopsis. You know, when I, I <clears throat> saw that, half of me thought it was a joke. And then the other half was like, wow, they were really give this man money to do whatever he wants. Half. <laughs> they will let this man do anything. After all of these years, that man can still do whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was just like, it's called old. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Uh, yeah, and I, that's how I always picture him. Like, he's he's sitting there in um, a conference room pitching this. He's like, so we have, you know, uh, different couples, families. Let's say families. <laughs> and they're all stuck on this beach. How are they stuck? We'll get to that later. And they're only there for a day. But they all get old. Why? We'll work that out later too. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but like I said, I think it it was clever. It was entertaining. It wasn't like you know any like crazy seriousness. Um, is it something you could see happening now? <laughs> but it was it was a good like little sci fi mystery thriller that um, fulfilled me for the moment. It, it was definitely a movie that that was made. Yes, that definitely (laughs) happened. Yeah, I mean, if you can catch it, like you know, once it's out of theaters, and you can catch a copy of it. Um, I even told people about it, and they watched it um, tonight, and was texting me saying, "And I quote, I quote, if I can find the text message, yo, this movie old is crazy good." And I said, "Told ya, I'm halfway through it, and the youngest spoiler alert, I'm not going to tell you." Um, and then they just finished it and they said, that was a good comeback film. I see what you mean about the end, but this was good. And I said, yeah, I enjoyed it. That's all. Cicely, I believe you just made that conversation, (laughs) but we definitely don't have to get into that. Okay. I got receipts, but that's fine. Sure you do. Mm -hmm. I bet you do. All right. You got one more to talk about? Um, (laughs) When I said I had prepared nothing, I was not joking. Um, but I, I did actually make it through um, an entire K-drama called Tunnel. And, you know, I, I, I love K-dramas. I have for a really, really long time. But again, like, it's just harder for me to watch things now so Mm -hmm. i'll start watching a series and then maybe stop halfway through actually Mm -hmm. i finished two recently one of them um was called tunnel and it was about a time traveling cop he goes through a tunnel and oh crap it's 2017 but it was just 1986 on the other side of the tunnel. What's going on? And where's that serial killer <laughs> I was chasing? So 
that was fun. Um, it kind of sounds a little bit like Dark. Did you see Dark? I love Dark. Dark is amazing. We'll have to have a whole uh, recording about Dark if we can even discuss it because it's just so like... I don't know how we it's, could. I don't. I think that's all we can really say about it. Yeah, give me. I, I, I'll, I'm gonna have to watch the fourth season again. I watched the whole show twice before the um, the fourth season aired, just to like catch mm-hmm. up because it's so dense and like it's very dense. It's it's yeah. one of those. I made the mistake because the first season I watched it. Um, it's one of those you have. It's best to binge it because if you take breaks you're going to forget and get so confused and feel like you have to recap. Because like the, the family trees are so freaking twisted and tangled. Like you have no idea who everyone is between one season and the next. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a binge watch, but it's not an easy binge. No, it's not. It's heavy. It's a really heavy, dark show. And either, either take notes. um, If you're going to take breaks um, so you can kind of pick it back up or what, but it, it's worth it. It um, is. It's such a good show. I made, I think, um, before the, the fourth season aired, I spoiled myself kind of like glancing at the family tree on the Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh crap, I shouldn't have done that. I did. No, I had to as well. So I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. But it, it wasn't anything like dark. Okay. <laughs> it was just, it was just that what you said, you know, he went through a tunnel and he ended up. <laughs> yeah, in this. this this is a, a lot lighter than dark. It was also, you know, it's like a half workplace comedy kind of, and half like dark. We're hunting a, a violent killer of women, but it was okay. fun. Um, uh, the other one I watched was called Mine, and these are both on Netflix. Um, it was a, a chable drama about a, a very, very wealthy family. Um, their dramas, um, that's pretty much the gist of that, but that was also entertaining. Um, but yeah, Tunnel, I, do you, did you, do you watch uh, Korean drama? I have. It's been a long time. There was one I um what was it like Flowers for Boys something? Boys over yeah. flowers. Boys over flowers. I I think that was the last one I watched and I probably got through I don't even remember how many seasons it was, but at, at some season. point I just really? Yeah, there's there like a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, they do because they're they're all like, you know, an hour to an hour <clears> and a half long and there's like 20 episodes a season, so it, it's there's yeah. a lot but no it's just um I, oh, I'm pretty okay. sure that show was one season I actually never even it's a Korean show but it was remade in Japan I think it was a oh was it yeah I think that was a remake so it might have been Japanese and remade in Korea but either way I only watched Japanese one years oh, the one and years I saw ago. was the Korean one and it um it like I I've, I definitely got through at least half of the season and I for some reason I just stopped because I don't know I I think I I was just burned out on it it was good for a while but it was certain you know certain quirks that they do that I'm like I I was getting annoyed by which is just part of the um the culture but the main character I feel like um there in a lot of 
I wouldn't say Korean, but maybe also Japanese live action. I feel like they're sometimes they are trying to mimic kind of like anime expressions and anime quirks that don't really translate as well in humans. And like the main character, she would always have like these pouty moments that you can you can envision like a um, anime filter over her and see exactly how she would look if this was an actual anime you know like the uh, the whatever i can't remember the term for it, but uh, like well, the crazy expressions and stuff yeah, that's that's a thing and it's it's not so much mimicking anime it's just kind of like our response to overtly cute stuff is different i think um than in other cultures so that that's just kind of like a, a cultural thing and it, yeah you know you can see it in in drama you can see it in you know variety shows you can see it in anime yeah but it's you know i i don't think that that's directly that's from anime no i wouldn't say it's directly from it it just reminded me of it like while i was watching it like certain it, it just seemed like it was over the top expressions with her alone everyone else was kind of um, pretty normal, and so it, she may have just been a shitty actress. It, that was it too, probably. And it, it started like wearing on me after a while. Like, okay, I I kind of can't anymore. Um, the show, I mean, it was cute <laughs> and stuff, but I just got burned out from it, so I just didn't pick it back up. Yeah, that's kind of like a, a teen show. Yeah, um, I like the the ones that I, I really like, and mostly because of the clothes are the ones about the ultra wealthy not that i can relate to anything that's happening <laughs> but you know they dress really well and i enjoy looking at it well you're gonna have to recommend one to me so i can give it a try because yeah that one i felt it probably that probably really was it because it was made for teenagers and it's kind of like me watching um i don't know like riverdale or something and just kind of yeah. getting annoyed by certain characters and in the writing yeah and, and it's just like acting. it's not for you yeah so that could have been it yeah i i will not recommend either of the ones that i just mentioned but i'll <laughs> i'll go back and and find some good ones for you to watch not that these weren't good they weren't great though well i will forget about them just as you told me thank you yeah they don't exist <laughs> um so i got the last one i'm going to talk about tonight <clears throat> was um a movie that came out uh, probably about a month ago as well. I did not see this in the theater because I did not even finish it. Um, <laughs> it was The Green Knight. And I was first excited about this because it looked visually gorgeous. Um, it was, um, it stars Dev Patel and it's uh, a Thorian tale like about, you know, King Arthur's um, that that mythology and all that. So it's about the story of Sir Gawain, who I didn't realize, like I've, I've watched a lot of different um, King Arthur-esque um, tales and movies about a lot of the characters, but I didn't really realize that um, Gawain has had his own kind of tale that has been done in various shows and movies throughout the year. So this one's about him. And maybe if I knew the, the story, um, I probably would have, even liked it better but <clears throat> it didn't matter because I felt like oh you know it's it's the genre I like it's all it looks really well 
directed, um, visually beautiful, all that stuff. So I was all excited about it until I watched it. Oh no! The feel of this movie was completely different than what I expected. It was, it was like it was trying to be like Art Nouveau or some type of art house film meets epic tale, but there was like no epicness from it. <laughs> Other than like these really crazy scenes that did not really make sense. It was one of these things like um, I found myself questioning many times, is this actually happening or is this person dreaming or having a hallucination? Oh, because it just like there were scenes that they they hadn't established the the type of world that they lived in for me to know, is this normal or is this abnormal for them? For example, um, the the premise is about, and it, I guess it's just a, a classic tale where De- Dev is the nephew of King Arthur. I want to say he's the nephew. Yeah, and he's he's trying to, um, or Sir Gawain. He's trying to prove himself as a knight. He's just Gawain at that time, or whatever his name was. Um, and a stranger appears in the court like during Christmas time, and he challenges someone to come and if they can strike him um that that's basically the challenge like come and strike me and um he volunteers to do it just out of the blue and all of this kind of starts off just like right in the beginning so there's no real background or character development for me to know why is he doing this you know any of this is just it just kind of it's weird um he strikes him, he basically cuts off his head, and all of this is in the trailer, so I'm not giving anything away. He cuts off his head, but the the um, the head actually, I mean, the, the, the creature, it's not a human, it's a creature, um, is still alive, and he basically um, tells him that in one year, he must find him, and uh, for, for the um, creature to basically give him a strike too and the strike could either be the same that he did so it was a challenge as in what you do to me i will do to you um but he he can make the decision if he wants to actually lop off his head or he could just do a pinprick or something like that and it's the it's about honor and all this other shit so when a year passes he is kind of pressured to go and and seek this you know, creature. So the most of the movie is him on this journey and just trying to find him um, and all the things he comes across. So part of it kind of feels like Gulliver's Gulliver's travels a little bit where he just finds himself in these weird lands and in different people and stuff, which again, I wasn't sure is this stuff normal. He was walking and he, and there were these huge giant like humans human-esque giants that were all walking towards something in this weird kind of zombie fashion and you know I'm like oh that's new he didn't seem phased by it so I'm like I guess that's normal for them but at the same time the scene before that he just ate a whole bunch of mushrooms Oh, yeah. And then got sick, but they made it seem like, oh, he slept it off and then this happened the next day. So it was just weird, weirdness that they were, I felt like they were just throwing in anything that seemed extra and and epic, but it didn't really 
connect and it felt boring at the same time. It was very slow, boring, and I was not like connected to any of the characters, married to the story, anything. It was just weird, and I didn't finish it. And I and I, I just stopped it one like because I was getting tired, and I told myself, "Oh, I'll pick <laughs> it up later." But I just I found no reason to pick it up. Oh, None. I wanted to see that. Oh, you, you know what? Go ahead and watch it. And let me know what you think. No, I don't know now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know now. At it's all. just like I mean, if you even watch it, like watch maybe the first ten minutes of it, and I think you'll understand what I'm talking about about the the feel that the air that they were trying to develop just felt weird and not like well understood. Huh. <clears throat> well, that is definitely something to consider, and I really don't think I'm gonna watch that now. But uh, mm. did you watch the the Guy Ritchie? Um, yes, King Arthur. Yes, and that was so good. It was good. I watched that, was that again a good. few weeks ago, and it, it was still like, yeah, this is a good movie. I, I I I love it. And that's what I was expecting, kind of from this, like that energy, that feel. But no, this one felt like, oh, what's that movie? So you actually recorded this with us. Um, it was by the Wachowski at the time Wachowski brothers, but Wachowski siblings after the matrix and all that, um, the one that had Halle Berry and Tom Hanks and it was all weird. And it was based off of the book. Oh, something cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Yeah. It felt like that. I didn't watch cloud Atlas. Really? Yeah, no. I thought you recorded that with us. I might have. Why do I have like this whole, I, I felt like I was in your house talking to you about it or something. That's weird because I didn't watch cloud Atlas. Or maybe you did and you just forgot about it as we all should because it was really, really bad. That's possible, but <laughs> I did. This year, I remember looking it up because I, I randomly thought of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. Um, and I, I remembered like randomly or maybe I, I saw something online. There's like a lot of like race bending kind of stuff happening as far as the cast. Yeah. And, you know, I looked it up and I was like, I, I don't want to watch this. Um, and I'm glad that I haven't. But and it was like five hours long, wasn't it? Yeah. It, I mean, it was it was crazy long. I think I saw it in the theater, which made it worse. <laughs> It wasn't really five hours, but it was like two and a half or almost two and 45 minutes, oh like a, a long ass, boring, slow movie that didn't really, it felt like it made, it would have made more sense if probably you read the books, but at the same time, probably not because <laughs> yeah. it, it, it just felt like it was trying to be again, epic and it just fell flat and they were focusing so much on the cinematics, how you know, the casting and how everyone looked and the, there, it was such a seriousness about it that it was boring and not interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the vibe that I was getting from it um, at the time. And I, I do forget movies that I've seen, but I know I didn't see that. <laughs> well, and I mean, I, I'm very interested to hear what I had to say about it. Yeah, I just remember talking about it with you if we didn't even do a recording. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, lost times. But, <laughs> oh, well, it was good, good catching up and um, yeah. discussing all of our likes and dislikes. And, you know, you put some 
interesting ones on my list that I need to. I definitely am going to uh, check out Red Dwarf because I totally forgot about that. <laughs> you know, I did too. And yeah. I, till I, I saw something online, like um, somebody had cut up a scene. I was like, oh man, I miss Red Dwarf. That was such a funny show. And it's still really funny. Okay, good. Good to know. Yeah. Um, that was fun. I always enjoy talking yeah. about crap with you. Sizzle. Yeah, and we're going to be doing this again. I mean, we're going to do this in a minute again to talk about Zola um, with Dawn, but thank you for joining me tonight. And <clears throat> as always, you're very welcome as a beloved OG guest. Sizzle, I never saw Zola. I, I can't stand you. <laughs> You're about to respond to that. I know. I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, lady. Oh, lady. Miss Diane, what's her face? Diane Thank you for joining. And um, everyone, um, yeah, where can you find us? Let's see. We're everywhere. We're on Facebook, Real Snobs. We're on Twitter, Instagram, all the social media. So tune in. We're back. Yeah. Good night, y'all.